Hi, I'm Alex Rubin, and thank you so much for joining me on my daily teaching podcast, Grace to Your World. You know, the more we understand God's grace, the more do we find ourselves empowered to change our world and to live the overcoming life. Now, with that being said, let's get into today's message and grow in our walk with Jesus together. Is his unmerited, unearned, undeserved favor and blessing. You see, God is good to you, uh, not because you earned it or deserved it. No, God is good uh, because God is good. You see, the world system is based on performance. In other words, the world says, man, Alex, if you want to see some good, you got to deserve it. You got to earn it. You got to deserve it. You see? And so people try to uh, bring that same. Uh, performance-based mentality uh, when it comes to God, to their relationship with God, but it's His unearned, undeserved favor and blessing. Child of God, I will tell you, you will be set free the very moment you have a revelation of His grace. Glory to God when you understand that He's not giving you uh, what you deserve. No, He's giving you His unmerited, unearned, undeserved glory to God, favor and a blessing, you see. And His grace, guys, uh, the Bible says, it's, it's, it's the abundant, it's the superabounding grace of God, you see see? And so, it's the grace of God, it's the goodness of God, it's the love of God, guys. It's the favor of God that draws people to Him, and it was His motivation for sending Jesus into the world, you see. You see, and it comes down to rightly dividing the Word of God, because sometimes people look at scriptures and say, well, Alex, what about this scripture? What about that scripture? And sometimes we look at these verses that are kind of hard to interpret, but right now, guys, uh, we won't obviously have time to look at all of those. So, so I, what I want you to really understand is the way that you want to always interpret the Bible in a very basic sense is you will want to always interpret it through the finished works of Jesus Christ. <laughs> Even when you look at the Old Testament, you got to look at it through the finished works of Jesus Christ. you got to understand we're on the other side of the cross. <laughs> you see, that everything actually changed after Jesus died on that cross. You see, and so you look at it through the lens of grace. You look at it through the lens of grace. And so... The correct concept of God. Now, here's what I want you to understand now, guys, to really kind of bring this home. I want you to understand, we're going to look at a scripture in a moment that says, God is love. God does not have love. God is love. But I also want you to understand, God is perfectly just. In fact, I submit to you, God would not be God, or he would not be perfect if he wasn't just. And so, God is just. God is love. He's perfectly just. He's perfect love. Okay, now how do you reconcile that? How can God, who's perfect, reconcile his perfect love and his perfect justice? You know, because justice says, man, you know, like the Bible says, we've all sinned and fallen short of the glory of, of God. In other words, you know, uh, justice would require, well, you know, there's some stuff that needs to be dealt with, <laughs> you see. And so how does God, how can God be perfectly just. In other words, deal with the sins of the world. And guys, how many know uh, there's a lot of sin going on in the world? You look at the world as it, look, as, it, as it is today, and you say, Alex, how can God say he loves the world for God so loved the world? Well, how can he love the world with all the stuff that's going on? And yeah, man, there's some crazy stuff going on. You see, we never brush it underneath the rug and pretend it's not there. There's some serious stuff going on in the world, some serious sin going on. Amen. <laughs> But how can God love us unconditionally and still be perfectly just? And so, what I want you to notice is, in order for God to be perfect, He has to have a way to reconcile His perfect justice 
with his perfect love. <laughs> and his perfect love means that he wants to express that love for us. And so, what I want you to see is that the way that God reconciles his perfect love with his perfect justice, glory to God, is through the cross. I want you to understand how can God uh, say he loves uh, the world with all the stuff that's going on in the world? I want you to know uh, because God has already dealt with the sin of the world. Glory to God. I want you to understand that 2,000 years ago on that cross, uh, Jesus already paid the price for every sin that you and I would ever commit, that we've ever committed, past, present, and future. He's already dealt with uh, the sins of uh, the world. The Bible says that Jesus was the propitiation for, for our sins and for the sins of the entire world. And so the radical truth is, guys, the sins of the world were taken care of and it happened 2,000 years ago. And as a result, God can deal with us in His perfect love. A lot of people don't understand this, and so what they do is they think God is still dealing with us based on our sins, like He did in the Old Covenant. And so what, that happen, what, what, that, what happens as a result is yeah, if that's my concept of God, then I'm going to be judging other people as well. Uh, you know, I'm going to have a picket fence that says, you know, you better get saved or you're going to hell. You know, because that's what I'm. That's the, you know, that's that's the um, understanding that I'm operating in. But when I understand God's love, guys, now we can be in the world the way Jesus tells us to be in the world, which is that they will know us by our love. If you are a Christian. People should know you by your love. Not by, you know, man, I'm going to tell them, you know, all the areas where they miss it. Well, Alex, you know, what about this? You know, that sin. Hold on. We're not brushing sin underneath the rug or saying that sin is no longer sin. What we're saying is, it was taken care of. It was already dealt with. And as a result, you and I, and everybody who will receive it, can now receive this perfect, unconditional love of God. And do you know what, friend? When that love gets into somebody's heart, that's when they're going to change. Remember, grace is not a license to sin. Grace is what's going to enable a person to live right. It's going to transform a person from the inside out. It's The law can't do that. It is a love and the grace of God that will do it. Now, I want you to listen to this here. God's motivation for sending Jesus Christ into the world was his love. God himself, the Son of God, became the Son of Man so that the sons and daughters of men could become the sons and daughters of God. <laughs> Praise God, you see. And so God sent his, his Son into the world because of his love. John 3.16 says, For God so loved the world. Amen. Through the cross, watch this now, through the cross, God reconciles his perfect justice with his perfect love. Now, here's something I never noticed until this past week, guys. I had, man, I, I never saw that, and the Lord showed it to me, and I was like, wow. How many know Jesus said that he came into the world to fulfill the law? Jesus came to fulfill the law. Now, the Bible also says that love fulfills the law. Jesus fulfills the law of Moses, the righteous requirement of the law of Moses. Love fulfills the law. And here's what I, what I noticed this week, and this just kind of blessed me, guys, and I, this is so awesome. Just as the grace of God is a person, Jesus, amen, the grace of God is a person, Jesus, watch this now, so too is the love of God a person.
and it's Jesus, guys. You want to experience the love of God? You got to get into a relationship with Jesus. You know, you can experience human love. Sometimes human love can be good. Sometimes it can be not so good, you know. Uh, I want you to understand, you will never experience the love of God other than through Jesus and understanding what he has done for you on that cross 2,000 years ago where he took your sickness, he took your shame, he took your sin, he took your guilt, he took it upon himself in his own body on the cross so you could be delivered from it. And do you know what, child of God? He loved you every step along the way. The love of God is a person. His name is Jesus. And so when viewed properly, the cross becomes the highest expression of God's love for humanity. No matter how crazy people get, God can say, I love you. You can come to me. It's okay. I am not going to judge you. I already took care of the judgment. I already took care of all that stuff. You can come to me. It's the highest expression of his love, guys. We are able to love others because Jesus loved us first. Now, Jesus came into the world to unveil the true nature of God. Jesus said, I am the light of the world. In context, that means he is the light that unveils the true nature of God to the world. And so you see Jesus, you see what God is really like. And so God is love. The love of God, therefore, is a person. His name is Jesus. Look at 1 John chapter 4. 1 John chapter 4, verse 10, or I think I want to start in verse 9, actually. And you say, Alex, what does this have to do with my purpose? It has everything to do with your purpose, friend. Because your purpose begins with you recognizing what Jesus did, how much he loves you, and your fellowship with him. Look at verse 9. 1 John chapter 4, verse 9 says, God showed how much he loved us. <laughs> there it is. God showed how much he loved us by sending his one and only Son into the world so that we might have eternal life through him. Verse 10. This is real love. Guys, this is real love. You want to know real love? This is it. People talk about love in the world. I'm telling you from my own experience, you're not going to understand what real love is until you encounter Jesus. Real love, guys, is all about giving. Love is all about giving. It's not about what can I get for myself. Well, how do you do that? How do you operate in that? It's Jesus, guys. It's Jesus. Jesus was willing to go to the cross, guys. Why? For you and I, guys. Because of his love. He says, this is real love. Not that we love God. How many people think, well, oftentimes when you, when you were brought up in church, you know, it's like, man, I got to love God. <laughs> man, I got to do all these things to show that I love God. Oh, hold on, guys. That's not what this is all about. He says, real love is not you loving God. Now, we love God, guys. I love God. I love God, guys. But <laughs> as we're going to see in a moment, God first loved us. You see, it's only because God first loved us and actually he sheds his love abroad in our hearts through the Holy Spirit that you and I are even able to love God. 
He says, this is real love, not that we love God, but that he loved us and he sent his son as a sacrifice to take away our sins. Look at verse 16. First John, same chapter. Let's skip down to verse uh, 16. We know how much God loves us. I want you to know today, if, if this is the one thing you're, you're going to take away today, I want you to know how much God loves you. And he, and, and he says here, and we have put our trust in his love. You can put your trust in his love. Sometimes the key for you to seeing a breakthrough in your life is you just got to believe how much God loves you. You know, I'm in the ditch. I don't know how this is going to work out, man. In the natural, it doesn't look so good. But glory to God, I know that God loves me. Lord, because you love me, I believe this is going to be okay. <laughs> uh, because you love me, Lord, I believe I'm healed. Because you love me, Lord, I believe my needs are met. Because you love me, Lord, I believe I'm going to see restoration in these areas of my life. You see? He wants us to know his love. He wants us to put our trust in his love. Now, now look at verse 18. Verse 18 says, Such love has no fear, because perfect love, this is perfect love, expels all fear. And I love how this translation puts it, the New Living Translation. He says, If we are afraid, it is for fear of punishment. The King James says that fear has torment. And I love how, they, how this translation puts it. In context, it's fear of punishment. If you're operating in fear, where God is concerned, it's the fear of punishment. That's someone who has not understood his perfect love and his unmerited favor. That's a person who still thinks God's going to get you for your sins. Oh, friend, I got news for you. If God wanted to get you, you would have already been gotten, okay? <laughs> God doesn't want to get you. Uh, he wants to get you because he loves you. <laughs> you know, he wants to bring you into his love. That's how he wants to get you. But he doesn't want to get you for your sins. I want you to catch that. I don't care who you are. I don't care what you did, man. He, does, he's, he's, he already took care of the sin issue 2,000 years ago, you see? And so that's his perfect love, which is going to expel that fear of, of punishment. He says, if we're afraid, it's for fear of punishment. And this shows that we have not fully experienced his perfect love. Verse 19 says, we love each other because he first loved us. And so, in other words, we can love each other, guys. We can operate in love towards each other. Why? Because it's not my own human love that, that I'm depending on. I'm depending on His love. And guys, I'm seeing this more and more, that the more time I spend with Him, with the person who is love, what happens is that fellowship with Him is going to rub off on you, man. You know, you're, you're going to start to operate in love. And I'm noticing in my own life, man, how often in the past I, I let fear get into the way and I was operating in fear rather than love. And now he's showing me, you know, by just depending on him, his love is going to start to rub off on me. And that's pretty awesome, guys. Look at Romans chapter 5, verse 5. Got a few minutes left here. And we're going to bring this back now to the Holy Spirit who actually imparts the love of God into our hearts. He says, Romans 5, verse 5, And this hope will not lead to disappointment, for we know how dearly God loves us. Why? Because He has given us the Holy Spirit to fill our hearts with His love. The Holy Spirit wants to fill your heart with the love of God. And this love of God, guys, is a supernatural love. It's not just human love. 
It's the kind of love that's going to enable you to love what is not lovely. It's going to be the kind of love that's going to be that's going to enable you to love a person regardless of, uh, here it comes guys, I'm going to say it, regardless of their political affiliation, okay? <laughs> you know, people are now at the point where you have to be, you know, it's like your politics now that's going to determine whether or not I'm going to love you. Seriously, guys? As a Christian? Yeah, you might disagree with them, but that, that doesn't mean you can't love them. You see this? Since when do I have to agree with someone in order to love them? You see how we got it all twisted, guys? There's a lot of believers operating in that, and I, I submit to you, that's not what God wants for us. No, Jesus said, again, they will know you by your love. You see, when I can have a disagreement with somebody, but that disagreement does not affect how much I love that person, then they're going to know me by my love. And I'm going to tell you also, you, we can't do this in our own strength, guys. You know what? I tried it. It didn't work. <laughs> you know, I tried. I tried. It didn't work. I couldn't do it in my own strength. Because here's the deal. When you try to do it in your own strength and you succeed, well, then you're going to get prideful. It's like, well, man, dude, look at me. Uh, you know, now maybe you think you're what? I'm, I'm so spiritual now. You know, pride is going to come in. <laughs> you see, we, we can't do this on our own, guys. We just can't do it. Everybody say, I need Jesus. <laughs> I need God, you know. Uh, you need His supernatural love working on the inside of you. You need His supernatural love working on the inside of you. I'll hit this here real quick. I heard a story I want to share with you real quick, guys, about a, a man who lost his son. Um, his son actually got killed, got murdered. And they caught the guy who, who did it. It was a teenage son. His, he lost his teenage son, this man. And he just went through the grieving process. The guy who did it was convicted. He went to jail. You know, I can imagine he must have experienced all the emotions of grief and, 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 all, and all of that. Now, this man was a believer. And what happened was one day the Holy Ghost just put it on his heart to go see this person in prison who, who murdered his son. Guys, who does that? That's not human love. That's beyond what makes sense to the mind. So the guy goes to see the, this other guy in prison. The person, you know, in prison, he was just a kid. Made a stupid mistake, you know. And, and what ends up happening is just gradually over time, um, God just has him keep coming back and, and they actually develop a relationship. Guys, that's, you will never ever see that in the world. They develop a relationship. And not only does this father who lost his child forgive this man who killed his child, this kid who, forgive, who, who killed his child, he actually kind of becomes sort of like a, a surrogate father to him. In other words, he kind of takes him under his wing. Guys, that is supernatural love. That's not something you're ever going to see in the world. Jesus said, they will know you by your love. That's the kind of love he's talking about. That's the kind of love he's talking about. You know, so many 
it kind of is kind of crazy to look at. You know, so many people again. You know, they're believers, and it's and they and they bring it down to the world. You know, man, if you disagree with me, I, I can't love you. If you're, if, you know, you voted for the wrong person, I can't love you. But here's this man who's befriending the person who killed his son. That is not human love, guys. That is something that is only possible. That's the same kind of love that is the same kind of love that compelled Jesus to go to the cross for you and me. That's love. And so I submit to you again, you can't know what real love is without Jesus. You can't. You know, you can catch glimpses of it. I know the love of God is a person. He's a person. You, you fellowship with him, you have a relationship with him, his love is going to rub off on you. Now, I'm not saying it's always going to be easy. We're going to fall short. <laughs> Got news for you guys, we're all going to fall short. And that's okay, because you know what? When you fall short, well, now you got his grace. Now you got his unmerited favor. <laughs> you, see, you see, it's the perfect love and the unmerited favor of God that's going to enable you to grow in your relationship with him. That's going to enable you to grow as a believer. That's going to ultimately enable you to live in your purpose that God has for you. Now let's finish it off with Philippians chapter 1. Excuse me, chapter 2, verse 1, and we're out of time. I just want to show you this last scripture here where Paul is writing to the Philippian church, and I, I want you to notice how he brings it back to unity and purpose. He says, Is there any encouragement from belonging to Christ? Any comfort from His love? His love. Any fellowship together in the Spirit? Are your hearts tender and compassionate? <laughs> The story we just shared, I submit to you, this man's heart was tender and compassionate, guys. Tender and compassionate. Verse 2 says, Then make me truly happy by agreeing wholeheartedly with each other, loving one another. He's talking to believers now. Agreeing wholeheartedly with each other in terms of your relationship with Jesus. Loving one another and working together with one mind, and here's the word, purpose. The love of God is going to enable us to work together as the body of Christ. You know, we can, agree, we can have disagreements in the minor stuff, you know, doctrine, whatever, nobody's ever going to see eye to eye completely on, on doctrine. That's fine, guys, I got news for you. Nobody, none of us is always getting it completely right. Oh, that might be shocking, but, <laughs> you know, we're human. We make mistakes. But do we agree on the major issue, the major, um, you know, topic, which is, or the major thing, which is Jesus? Well, now we can walk in unity as the body of Christ. We can love one another. We can work together with one mind and purpose. Guys, I believe God wants to, wants to see more unity in the body of Christ. I don't believe that God wants us to be divided as his church in these last days. He wants us to be unified. He wants us to walk in love. And we walk in love towards each other. We, we encourage each other. We lift each other up. And then we can go out into the world and we can show the world the kind of love, man, that they have never seen anywhere before. 
Thank you so much for joining me today. I'm Alex Rubin. You have been listening to Grace to Your World. Be sure to join me again on our next podcast as we continue to grow in our understanding of God's grace. Now to learn more and to access the full-length audio of this and other teachings, simply head to graceworldonline.org. For information on how to become a Grace Vision partner or how to make a gift of any amount to our ministry, visit graceworldonline.org forward slash give. Now I pray that you continue to see God's grace manifesting richly in your life, and I look forward to talking to you again on our next podcast.